Jane McConnell, and this is the Bold New Breed Podcast. This episode is about how to put on and take off your tennis shoes easily, and a new way of working with people. Seriously, it's about Velcro management. This is a new idea for most of us, including myself, until I met Marnie, and she's going to tell us what it is, what it brings to their organization, and how to make it work for you if you like the idea. I'm happy today to welcome you, Marnie. This is Marnie Johnson from Blue Shore Financial. Marnie contributed one of the case studies to my book, The Gig Mindset Advantage, and it's about Velcro management. And in fact, it's thanks to you, Marnie, that I learned about it. I don't think many people know about it, to be honest. It makes such good sense that I think that this interview and this podcast episode is going to help a lot of people because it's really interesting and it's so compatible with the gig mindset. So let's start with, first of all, what is Blue Shore Financial? And then secondly, what is your role in the company? Blue Shore Financial is a full-service financial institution located in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. We offer a full range of banking, wealth management, and insurance solutions through our branch network across BC's Lower Mainland and Sea to Sky Corridor. We manage over $6.5 billion in assets under administration, and we have been in business for 80 years this year. We have received many accolades. For example, we are consistently ranked among the top 20 financial planning firms in Metro Vancouver. And we've been on the concentric best employers in Canada list for 10 years in a row. Mm. We have about 370 absolutely amazing employees. Now, in terms of my role, I'm Senior Vice President responsible for Human Resources and Corporate Affairs, which includes Human Resources and Learning, Internal and Corporate Communications, Public Relations, and Strategic Planning. Wow, that's a lot. (laughs) It's a mixed bag. (laughs) And it sounds very interesting, very complimentary, how all those things uh, work together. Well, let's hit the real topic Can you tell me now about Velcro management, what it is, how it works, and and so on? Velcro management is a term that was originated by Joseph L. Bauer, who's a professor at Harvard uh, Business School, in an article that he published back in 2003. We're all familiar with how Velcro works. If you think about the running shoes that you had as a kid, You put the two halves together and they're very stable and effective, but you can easily take the two pieces apart, adjust them, and then put them back together again in a workable way. And Velcro management is the same. It's the practice of being flexible and agile in your structure as circumstances or your strategy change. And it also allows you to take advantage of the unique skills that you have within your talent base without being hampered by traditional roles or hierarchy. As an example, take my role. I joined Blue Shore in an HR executive role, but over time I have had pieces added to my portfolio or moved away as we shifted our strategy. For a while, I was responsible for HR and marketing, partly due to my prior experience in marketing. But 
as our strategy shifted, we needed to more closely align sales and marketing. So those two functions were moved together. However, I kept communications as it was a passion of mine and also an area of expertise for me. And the two areas have worked extremely well together in our organization. I believe that our internal communications are far stronger than they would have been otherwise. We have a small executive team. There are only five of us. And this practice of Velcro management allows us to group business functions in different configurations as needed. Our CIO is responsible for our technology area, as well as our business process improvement team, among other things. And this works really well because there's such a close link between process improvement and technology. Interestingly, he is also responsible for the build and development of our financial spa branches, which oh, is really? pretty usual for a CIO, oh, but yeah. it's a perfect fit for Blue Shore, given his passion and his expertise in this area. So that's that's another example of Velcro management in action. So it looks like people, excuse me, it looks like job descriptions or not job responsibilities are being fit to people, not people being fit to job descriptions. Yes, to some extent, that's true. I'm interested in knowing how this worked out over the COVID-19 crisis. I would imagine this would give you a lot of reactivity and flexibility. Is, is that right? Yes, absolutely. During COVID, um, as, as an example, the Canadian government introduced a special loan program that they called the Canada Emergency Business Account, or CBA. Blue Shore set up a dedicated team to set up and then manage these loans. And to do that, one of the members of our learning and development team who had previously worked with the business group was seconded to this SEBA team for a period of five months. She was able to apply her learning and development skills, such as creating procedures, training a team, and working in a project-based environment to the running of the SEBA team, where she helped to create the workflow and created the resources and procedures. And in fact, that entire team was made up of people from many different departments and retail branches who all brought their unique perspectives to the team. They were all able to add even more value to the team because they had had expertise and experience in other functional areas. Right. I think a lot of companies struggled with how to handle the crisis and built teams in different ways. And, um, it's very interesting to think about teams. They're almost dynamic teams in your case, mm -hmm. uh, created for a need based on what people are interested in and what they're strong in. How does Velcro management affect your practice of leadership? Well, let's think about um, leadership in general the, as, a, as a concept. At Blue Shore, we have three leadership principles. We say leaders inspire and energize, leaders are driven to transform, and leaders deliver results through others. Mm -hmm. And so that means that leaders need to have an open mindset, 
they need to always be open to new learning and perspectives. They need to be humble, recognizing that they don't have all the answers and don't need to be the smartest person in the room. They need to be agile. So being a leader of change that's consistent with strategy and collaborative. And then finally, they need to be a developer of people looking to make the best use of the talent that they have on their team. So as a result, I don't think that the concept of Velcro management really changes anything about the nature of leadership, but it can certainly enable it by supporting collaboration, continuous learning, and allowing people to best apply their talents. Right, I see what you mean. If an organization wants to build a work culture around the idea of Velcro management, what would be three key recommendations that you would make to them based on your experience now of what, five or six years you've been practicing it, something like Hmm. that? Yes, yes, we've been doing this for several years. Um, I would say that the three key things are making sure that everyone in the organization, top to bottom, understands the strategy and the direction so that you can best align everyone's efforts and not end up in silos or stovepipes. The second thing is having an open mindset and looking beyond the job description to see where individuals can add value based on their skills or based on their interests. And then the third thing is ensuring that your processes and practices, such as your reward systems, are aligned with your structure so that you can reward the behaviors and the results that you're looking for. I remember we talked briefly about uh, rewarding collaborative behavior as well Mm -hmm. as individual behavior. And I think a lot of companies just realize they need to do it, but are struggling as to how to do it. Do you have any comments about that? Mm-hmm. It's as I said, it's it's really, really important to make sure that your performance management and reward systems are supporting that. In our case, just in the last couple of years, we have changed how we define teams. We used to think of teams as being just within a functional area. Mm-hmm. And we discovered that if we're expecting people to collaborate outside their functional area, we need to rethink how we define a team. We were finding, for example, if we were trying to set objectives for the HR team, it was very difficult to come up with an objective that applied to everybody on the team because people do such different things. In reality, people within a given department are spending so much time working on cross-functional projects Mm -hmm. that that old team approach just doesn't really work. So we moved away from thinking of the functional team to a cross-functional team Mm -hmm. and coming up with what we call collaboration goals that would apply to everybody working on that project team. So that means that an individual might have several collaboration goals with different teams. And at the end of the day, everybody on that cross-functional team is held accountable in the same way 
for their performance on that project. And that really increases accountability and teamwork. And one of our values is 360 degree accountability. Mm-hmm. And so that whole concept of teamwork and Velcro management really fits in extremely well with that value. Yeah, that's great. That's just as important, I would say, as the three key pieces of advice that you gave us. It's interesting for me, the extent to which Velcro management really embodies the gig mindset, in particular, how people go beyond their official roles, they deal with problems, they deal with new challenges, there's a whole fluidity there uh, that you don't find in most cases. Um, Another thing I find very interesting is that people are able to challenge the status quo and Mm -hmm. suggestions and come up with ideas that maybe haven't been done before. I think a lot of uh, people who listen to this podcast will enjoy reading the full case study in the Gig Mindset Advantage, which I encourage all of them to purchase. I'd like to ask you, Marnie, if you have just maybe one final word that you'd like to leave us with. Mm -hmm. Even though the concept of Velcro management is almost 20 years old now, I believe it's never been more applicable than it is today as organizations need to be agile and deal with these adaptive challenges that have no simple solutions and require many different minds and perspectives to solve. And this new approach is absolutely consistent with Velcro management. Your overall structure and approach needs to be flexible and facilitate your strategy, not hinder it. And in this way, Velcro management can really be a great assistance. One thing I love about it is, you know, management consultants have all these buzzwords and frameworks and concepts. But when you talk about Velcro management, as you so clearly explained at the beginning, it has meaning. We instantly understand the idea. Barney, Mm -hmm. thank you very much for your time. And I will be in touch uh, in the near future. Great. Thank you very much, Jane. So that's it for this episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts about Velcro management and whether you think it could work in your own organization. I hope to see you very soon on our next episode. And check out the website boldnewbreed.com to see future episodes coming up and to catch up on past ones you might have missed. See you soon.